Our God is with you. And also with you. This is going to be a reading from Matthew. You may be seated. Now Jesus turned to address his disciples along with the crowd that had gathered with them. The religious scholars and the Pharisees are competent teachers of God's law. You will not go wrong in following their teachings on Moses. But be careful about following them. They talk a good line, but they don't live it. They don't take it into their hearts and live it out in their behavior. It's all spit and polish veneer. Instead of giving you God's law as food and drink by which you can banquet on God, they package it in bundles of rules, loading you down like pack animals. They seem to take pleasure in watching you stagger under these loads and wouldn't think of lifting a finger to help. Their lives are perpetual fashion shows, embroidered prayer shawls on one day, and flowery prayers the next. They love to sit at the head of the table at church dinners, basking in the most prominent positions, preening in the radiance of public flattery, receiving honorary degrees and getting called doctor and reverend. Don't let people do that to you. Put you on a pedestal like that. You all have a single teacher and you are all classmates. Don't set people up as experts over your life, letting them tell you what to do. Save that authority for God. Let God tell you what to do. No one else should carry the title of Father. You have only one Father, and He is in heaven. And don't let people maneuver you into taking charge of them. There is only one life leader for you and for them, Christ. Do you want to stand out? Then step down. Be a servant. If you pop yourself up, you will get the wind knocked out of you. But if you're content to simply be yourself, your life will count for plenty. Hear what the Spirit is saying. These are really kind of different readings. In all of today's readings, the priests are getting called on the carpet by Malachi, by Paul, and by Jesus. After reading these readings, I can only wonder what is happening in other churches today where the fathers or the doctors or the reverends are set to preach on today's reading. The reading calls everyone who stands in front of a church group to preach 
to evaluate what they're saying and what it means to the people that they are speaking to. One advantage I believe that we have here at LBC is that after you hear the sermon, everyone is invited to speak on what that meant to them. No one is forbidden from speaking. I am often so struck by your insight, your wisdom. It really is a gift to me. And I'm so glad we are small enough to be able to do that here at LBC. I also believe that all the presiders in our space are here because they have taken Jesus' words to heart. And each time that they preside, they struggle with just what that text means to them and to their listeners at that time and place. Many of us have belonged to a church where it often seemed like the Pharisees were in charge. So many rules weighing us down, often causing us conflict within ourselves rather than the feelings of peace and the love of God. Like most children, when they reached their teen years and later, we began to question. We began to doubt. Were the rules we heard made by people or by the divine? Did the rules guide us to a loving God? Or were they loading us down like pack animals? God called the Pharisees and every scripture teacher to that position so that they might provide and counsel and guide on spiritual matters to people who have to work for a living. People who in Jesus' time didn't have the opportunity to study the law day and night. Who were often illiterate and would not have had access to the precious scrolls even if they could have read. God called the scribes and the Pharisees to be servants to such people. But the Pharisees used that call to gain privilege rather than to do God's work, to gain honor rather than servanthood. Jesus taught in a different way so that people could keep the law and meet the demands of God's justice as well as receiving God's mercy. Jesus' idea is that God's law should be practiced with forgiveness and compassion. God's law is a gift to help people live in relationship with God and one another. People then and now need guidance and understanding on how to interpret and apply God's word to their lives. It's so easy for us to cheer on Jesus as he complains about the Pharisees. After all, not one of us has anything to do with wearing prayer shawls with long tassels and fringes so that people would think we're holy. But here is elsewhere. We must listen to what Jesus says to his contemporaries to discover how he is addressing us. 
we have heard the religious authorities known to Jesus ignored the call to be servant leaders. People in positions of influence today in churches and in government often ignore that same call. And what makes them or breaks them, Jesus suggests, is whether they choose to be servants who, who lead or leaders who refuse to serve. I'll take this message to my heart and reign in my ego. But I also believe that everyone here needs to be a servant leader in the way of Jesus. Ideals for living in community are given so clearly in that second reading. If you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. If you help, just help, don't take over. If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful you don't get bossy. If you're put in charge, don't manipulate. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. Keep a smile on your face. Jesus' teachings began and flourish because of ordinary people taking the message of God's compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and love to their friends, their neighbors, and those that they just met. Do we carry that message to others? Or do we pursue our own agenda, burdening others, not paying attention to what they might want or need? Might we do good deeds to impress others and better our image? We strive for places of honor and marks of respect. Oh, of course. No one here does those things. This must be a sermon I wrote for another church. <laughs> but in reality, few of us have pure hearts when it comes to coveting honor. We like to be given credit for the good things we do. We all have a little room for repentance on that point. Jesus gives a warning to leaders who refuse to serve and behave like Pharisees. And to be truthful, everyone here leads at least, at least sometime. Gentle Jesus, who loved the lowly and sought out sinners, despises those who take power over others without mercy. And he calls them fools, hypocrites, vipers, and whitened sepulchers. But Jesus did not come to grumble and scold. He came to save. He clearly points out the path to healing and repentance, instructing all who have the will to hear that the one who is the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever shall exalt himself shall be humbled, 
And if you humble yourself, you will be exalted. In defining greatness as servanthood, Jesus turned the whole social order on its head. The first became last. The last are suddenly first. Reflecting on this revolution at the heart of Christianity, Henry Nouwen wrote, Our God is a servant God. We are liberated by someone who has become powerless. We are strengthened by someone who became weak. We find a leader in someone who became a servant. It's that simple to follow Jesus To become a follower of the way is to become a servant. Unlike the proud priests and the scribes in this gospel, becoming a true servant means purging ourselves of vanity, resentments, jealousies, and the self-centered junk that crowds out peace and excludes serenity. God will send no one away empty except those who remain so full of themselves that they leave no room for grace. To have a servant's heart is to have a heart rich and overflowing, rich in grace, rich in hope, rich in the love of Jesus, a servant's heart, a happy heart. That's what I pray for. For you and for me, for all of God's beloved, it's the closest thing we will have to creating heaven on earth.